And finally, the last thing to remember to become a better master of your money is to simply make sure to keep Christ as the master of your life because it's Him who will give you the wisdom and the courage to master your money. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I want to talk about your money. Did you know that you are the master of your money? The question is, what kind of master are you? You see, money is one of those things in life that you make the decisions about. Just like you are responsible for what comes out of your mouth or, and what you say. The word is very clear about that. It says there is great power in the tongue, and it can minister life or death. But money falls into this same category. You may not decide how much you get, but you decide what you do with it. The problem is many of us don't really get this. We get that we are accountable for what we say and for our actions, But many times we just don't believe that we have control over our money. We just think about the rent, the car payment, the kids, the credit cards, the school loans. And we go and we categorize money in this different place. And in this place there's hopelessness sometimes. And it feels like it's out of our hands. It feels like it's the last thing in the world that we have any control over or that we could ever be the master of. And if you've ever felt that way, like I have, or if you feel that way right now, it's time to change that way of thinking. Because listen, you are the master of your money. You are the only one who can decide to become a good one. So I have three little things for you to remember to help you become a good master of your money. The first thing is to consider all your money God's money because it is. We all know the scripture about God owning the cattle on a thousand hills, but the word also says, remember the Lord your God for it is He who gives you the ability to create wealth. So God isn't just wealthy. He's the source of wealth. And for the record, that scripture doesn't mean that he just gives you the ability to earn a paycheck and to make ends meet. The word wealth means an abundance of resources. So the Lord gives us the ability to create an abundance of wealth. And when we consider all our money God's money, then we will make all of our financial decisions with a kingdom perspective. The second thing to remember is this. We have to have faith to tithe and to give. 
Giving in obedience was never meant to always be comfortable and easy. But when we tithe and we give, we demonstrate to the Lord that we prioritize Him and others above ourselves. That discipline, that trust, exhibits the character of a good master over money. If we do that, then we can stand like the Apostle Paul and we can say, I'm ready for anything through the strength of the Lord who lives in me. And finally, the last thing to remember to become a better master of your money is to simply make sure to keep Christ as the master of your life because it's Him who will give you the wisdom and the courage to master your money. The Word says, Seek first the kingdom and His righteousness. And listen to this. It says, All these things will be added to you. You know, you've heard me say before that money can become a monster in your life. But God's purpose for you is that you become a good master of money and not to mischaracterize money as something that you don't have control over because we can become a good master of money and with the Lord's help and with his patience we will are you worried about anything today stay right there to discover how to turn your worry into worship and your fear into faith on the bright side we'll be right back Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. If you allow me to, just a moment, I want to talk about why is it that we worry, that we worry so much, and especially worry so much about money. Now, I don't know about you, but money has always been the easiest thing for me to worry about. Either not having enough of it, or not knowing what to do with it not knowing how I should handle it. I worry that I'll run out of it, that I will always be able to make something work with it. Basically, something involving money is the easiest thing for me to worry about. And it's one of those things that brings me to anxiety and sometimes even even fear. Now, I want to share with you for a minute what I have learned that I must do to overcome my worry and anxiety about money. And I'm hoping it will help you if you happen to struggle with money issues like me. Now, not everyone worries about money, and I, and I understand that. Uh, maybe some of you are, are like the guy who found a way to deal with excessive worry over money. He told his best friend how he did it. He said, I've lost my job, I've got lots of credit card debt, my car's being repossessed, my house is in foreclosure, but I'm not worried about any of it. And his friend said, you're not. 
why aren't you worried anymore? He said, well, I'm not worried because I've hired a professional worrier. He he does all my worrying for me. His friend said, that's great. How much does your professional worrier worrier charge you for this service? He said, he charges me $50,000 a year. He said, wow, how are you going to get that kind of money? He said, I don't know. That's for him to worry about. Hiring a professional warrior wouldn't really work for me, but something that has helped me through the years are the very words of our Lord and Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, on the subject of worry. And we find his wisdom on this in Matthew chapter 6. And keep in mind that at the time he spoke on this, he had been sharing many things with people about how to live. And in those times, the people worried mostly about basic things like enough, you know, how to get enough to eat and something to wear. So listen to what he says. He said, look, I'm telling you, don't worry about your life. What you will eat and drink or about your body or what you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds, he said. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, meaning this means they don't work and get a paycheck or have anything in the bank. And yet, he goes on, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? And can any one of you add a single hour to your life by worrying? And Jesus wasn't finished with this. He says, He goes on and he says, why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers in the field grow? They don't labor and spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these flowers. What he's saying there is nothing you or man can do can take care of you like your heavenly father. Then he says, if that is how God clothes the grass in the fields which is here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, how much more will he clothe you? You of little faith. So don't worry about what to eat and what to wear, for the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. And then, then Jesus wraps this all up by saying, Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Okay, now we need to understand something, especially me. I'm talking to me. Those are the words of God. Worry and faith cannot coexist in the kingdom of God. Worry is a waste of time. Worry is distracting. Worry is a misuse of our imagination. Worry is a bad investment that never pays off. Worry is harmful to our health. But more than anything, worry is a sign of our lack of faith. 
You know, a glass of water weighs about half a pound. And if you hold that glass of water in one hand out here for a little while, let's say four or five minutes, it's, it's really not a problem. But after 15 minutes, your arm will really begin to ache. And in 30 minutes, you'll be in pure agony holding that water right out here. Sooner or later, no matter how strong you think you are, you have to lay that water down. And it's the same way with worry. We think it's our job to do it. And many of us carry around worry and stress like it's that's part of us. But the word tells us that it's not. And what the Lord is trying to tell us, that like a glass of water held too long, we in our human condition are just not built to do it by ourselves. You see, the glass of water didn't get any heavier. It still weighs the same one half pound. But on our own, we just aren't made to carry worries, stress, and the burdens of life for any extended amount of time. But here's the good news. He is. Jesus is. And he explains it to us in this passage so that we can give it all to him. Because he's got it all covered. So if you are worried about finances today, or really if you're worried about anything, the Lord wants to turn your worry into worship and your fear into faith. And so when it comes time to pray today, I hope that you'll come and you'll let someone pray for you. And you'll find that your faith will rise up and it'll push worry aside. And you'll have the promise of peace that transcends all understanding through Jesus Christ. And when we call on the Lord, we can stand on those promises that he made in Matthew. That all these things will be given to you. So you don't have to worry anymore. Are you struggling to have faith today? Coming up next, learn how to feed your faith so that your doubts will starve to death. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So if you own a retail business of any type, become a Nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before. Receive a free no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light and see for yourself. That's right, get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog. To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. That's NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. If I could wish one thing for all of us this year, it would be that our faith would grow individually and collectively. Because, you know, faith 
in Christ is the lifeblood of our Christian experience. So how big is your faith today? You know, one of the things that we like to say to each other in, in tough times is, hey, keep the faith. Keep the faith. So I'm going to ask you this morning, are you keeping the faith? And I certainly hope so. Because our faith is important. And it's important to God. In fact, did you know that the word says that it's impossible to please God without it? That's why I want to share a few simple truths about faith that we need to remind ourselves of so that we don't lose faith. And the first simple truth about faith is that faith is simple. Faith isn't complicated. My favorite Bible story about faith is the one about Jesus and the centurion. Now, a centurion is a soldier. Uh, I heard someone say once that they thought a centurion was a person who was 100 years old. Uh, No, not this time. He's a soldier. And And he came to Jesus for help because his servant was paralyzed and was suffering. And when the Lord heard his story, the Lord said, shall I come and heal him? And the soldier basically told Jesus that it wasn't necessary for him to go. He said he knew that if Jesus would just say the word, his servant would be healed. And when the Lord heard this, the word says he was amazed. The Lord said, I tell you the truth. I haven't found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Now, how many know that when the Lord says, I tell you the truth, it's the truth. And of course, he went on and healed the servant from a remote location, just like he does for us now. But I love this story because of the soldier's very simple, unspiritual-like logic. I mean, he believed the Lord could do anything, which meant it didn't matter where he was when he did it. Faith wasn't complicated. To him, And the Lord found his simple faith the most impressive kind of faith. The second truth about faith is that we all have faith and we all have doubt. The word says that we were all given a measure of faith. And we see examples in the word where faith and doubt are at work at the same time. Remember when Jesus came walking out on the water, out to the boat where... The disciples were. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come where you are. And the Lord said, come on. So in a leap of faith, Peter stepped out in the sea and started walking on water. And then suddenly, the wind kicked up, and he became afraid, and he began to sink. And when he began to sink, Jesus reached out and caught him and said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? So we can see right there in the midst of defying nature, faith and doubt, both are revealed. You see, we all have this capacity for faith and for doubt. But listen, it's your faith that connects you to the power of God. And you don't even have to fully understand it or to know much about it to see it affected in your life and the next truth about faith is that we all need faith we all need it jesus said when the son of man comes will he find what 
Will he find faith on earth? It sounds, I mean, so obvious to say a Christian needs faith. But it's us Christians who run and hide sometimes, not because we've admitted we have doubt, but because we weren't strong enough to have faith when the opportunity was there for us to exercise it. We need faith in our lives. And we need it exercised and developed in our lives so that when we're tested, it stands up and it reveals the living Spirit of God that's inside of us. And that's the last truth about faith that I want to remind you of today. We can all develop our faith. Our faith can grow in the Lord. The Word says faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the Word about Christ. God's Word can't help but to build our faith. And when we pray, and when we praise Him, and when we give, Generously, we're growing our faith when we do those things. We can't let our guard down because like Peter, the winds will come. Our faith will be tested. But it's through his word that we'll have victory over doubt and over fear. One of my favorite quotes about faith is this one. Feed your faith and your doubts will starve to death. Feed your faith, and your doubts will starve to death. If you're struggling to have enough faith today, just remember the simple truth about faith. Faith is simple. We all need it. We all have it. And because of his word, we can all develop and grow our faith in God. The the good news, you want to hear the good news? Is the Lord even told us what to expect when we do exercise our faith right before he raised Lazarus from the dead he said this didn't I tell you that if you only believed you would see the glory of God you have been listening to on the bright side with Bobby Bollinger entrepreneur business owner and spiritual life coach Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.